Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Bo Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio on 88.5 WCUG. This morning we have a special guest with us. We have Man Bartlett. Welcome, Man. Thank you. Happy to have you with us today. Happy to be here today. Man is my middle middle son. Um, what year were you born, man? 1981. 1981, back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> they were something. <laughs> uh, where do you live now, man? I live in New York City, the top of the island of Manhattan. Nice. You know a lot about music. I do. I, I suppose I know some. You were, you were a radio DJ in your college days. That's right. In the early 2000s, I uh, co-hosted the Coffee House on WERS in Boston, which was the college radio station of Emerson College. And you are, so you are my early mentor in radio <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And you know, when I was really, really young, I wanted to get into ham radios. And I believe I even wrote to the FCC to, to see what it would take to get an independent license. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're here today. We're going to have a little show called, what are we calling it? We don't know. I, we think it's going to be called Offspring. Offspring. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. perfect. That makes sense. Because <laughs> so, we are offspring. We are post-spring. So that's that true, we're too. In summer. Summertime. Perfect. So, yeah. Good timing. So we're going to have a show called Offspring, which means maybe we'll, uh, you're sort of, in theory, my offspring, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully more than theory. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> check our 23 and <laughs> No. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It's pretty clearly. You can hear from her laughing. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I got him. So, Thanks. Yeah. Sometimes this thing happens where I'll, I'll say something and I'll just get him started down this laugh track, and it's really hard to bring him back. So I'm going to bring him back. I'm working hard and on here it. Here we are. You're doing great, Dad. Thanks. You're doing great. Thanks. You, got, you too. You got this. You too, man. Thanks. So uh, we have a radio show for you. We're going to play some songs. Uh, man has a great, a vast musical knowledge, so he's going to... Uh, play a few choice selections and maybe I will respond to them and maybe we'll play some songs by Offspring so like fathers and son duos and uh, maybe fathers and daughters and mothers and daughters but we'll uh, have a nice playlist for you today we're so glad you're with us do we have a quote of the day man? quote of the day I think we do let me see what it was it was right here we're ready we found it got Uh, it Greta Greta Thunberg Uh, the quote is from Greta Thunberg today Homo sapiens have not yet failed. Yes, we are failing, but there is still time to turn everything around. We can still fix this. We still have everything in our own hands. We still have everything in our own hands. That's good. That's good. Greta Thunberg. Thank you, Greta. The word of the day is... Apogee. Apogee. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Sure. It's like either the top of uh, apogee and perigee, right? Yeah, so apogee and perigee. Perigee is maybe the bottom and apogee is maybe the top. Well, I something like that. <laughs> I think it has to do with the tides or something. Oh, no, it has to do with the moon. The moon. Yeah. It's apogee and perigee. Yeah, when it's further away, it is um, apogee. When it's closer, it's perigee, I think. Perigee moon is when the moon is closer to the earth. That affects the tides. You get higher tides at apogee and perigee. I'll take your word for it. I think so. If we're wrong, (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) Look it up. Okay. All right. Uh, Glad you're with us today. Thanks for joining us on The Art House, and enjoy the show.
You're listening to The Art House on 88.5 WC... <laughs> you got it. You got it. What was it again? <laughs> WCUG, Columbus, Georgia. Coming to you from beautiful Columbus, Georgia. Except for today, Matthew Moon is in the station. And I'm here in Maine broadcasting remotely with my son. Man. Man Bartlett. <laughs> and we are happy to be coming to you from a tiny island in Maine. 23 miles off the coast? 23, 24. 23-ish? Yeah. Way out there. Way out there in Maine in the Atlantic Ocean. So we're happy to be with you today. Glad you're with us. Thanks for being here. Uh, Man, we're we're listening. Behind us here, we're listening to some of your music. What are we listening to? Yeah, it's a track called Light Sail off my second release, uh, Space on Earth 2. From, gosh, you know, I don't even know what year it was from. Maybe the sometime between... 2015 and 2018-ish. Yeah, beautiful. I love this. Thank you. Let's give a quick little listen here. Did you record this in New York? I did. Yeah, I had this um, device called an MPC, um, which was really popular with hip-hop music, actually, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I was able to sample um, some sounds and stretch them way out. first get interested in music man well i think i first was interested in music from earliest days that i can remember and you had um sergeant pepper's uh album in the upstairs of our house and i would put it on and um there is this run out groove which creates a a hidden track that loops it's like the laughing (laughs) but in our (laughs) In our copy of the record, it actually uh, skipped early at the last note. And um, so it's that big piano chord that gets played. And I was listening to it, and it it was skipping, and I loved that effect so much. And I had no idea that it wasn't supposed to be there. It was supposed to be later in the album. But I listened to it for probably 10 minutes before someone came and (laughs) said, it's not supposed to be that way. And that's one of my earliest memories. And... And when I was older, maybe a couple of years ago, um, I'd been creating a lot of performance-based art and drawings and collage and living in New York, being so exposed to visual culture, I was seeking a break from the visual um, influence of culture and started going inward in my thoughts and started hearing these kind of drones and um, more meditative ambient sounds to kind of offset the um, influence and the the visual assault of New York City. Um, So I started creating sounds as a a counterbalance to that influence. You grew up with music all around. This was in the Pennsylvania years, back in Pennsylvania, but but, uh, there were instruments all around. Your older brother, Will, was a musician. I guess Fantastic. he still yeah. is. Yeah, extremely yeah. talented musician, but he could play every instrument. So we had every instrument around the house. Yeah. Um, xylophones and yeah. accordions and uh, out-of-tune piano. I also remember Will um, 
one time, you know, we shared a room, uh, not shared a room, but his room was next to mine, and he was playing a cover of um, Rocky Raccoon. And I remember listening to that and another Beatles song. Beatles factor heavily in my uh, early influence. Um, and I just remember him playing and singing and just having the most beautiful voice I'd ever heard. So I think that was another early influence and, um, and, and inspiration. Yeah, he was recording and uh, made some albums and some CDs. Or yeah, CDs. And, um, and for those of you who don't know, it's called a compact disc. It's a <laughs> circular shape, um, plastic, that you play with a laser. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's all I'll go. That's all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah, it's a CD, right? Um, uh now you you actually make vinyl sometimes, don't you? I've made um, some what are called lathe cut pressings, which are um, sort of like one-off uh, small number um, pressings that are not technically vinyl. But I've made um, a lot of cassettes, so I've released my music on cassette. <laughs> Another outdated format that is fun to uh, experiment with. What's the thought in making uh, music that gets put out on uh, out outdated? Um, modes. I think especially with the cassette culture it became such a um, there was a resurgent resurgence of it in the last few years where I really liked the scale of the object and the design and the ability to create something that you'd hold in your hand and so um, that was a big part of it and also just remembering that analog sound and the the sort of hiss of the tape which I've played with a lot I know, I love sounds. Just even like ambient sounds, things in the yeah. distance, like people making noises. Yeah, yeah. I think that's incredible. I, I actually record a lot um, in our in the apartment that I live in um, with with my wife Jody in uh, Upper Manhattan, as I've said, Northern Manhattan. And sometimes she'll be doing things in the background, and I just keep the mic on just to have that ambient kind of influence. In Maine, here in the past, I've, we've walked around the island, and you take a microphone with you and just pick up wave sounds and bird sounds. Yeah, and the harbor bell. I'm obsessed with the sound of the harbor mm. bell. Yeah, we'll have to have a little harbor bell sound. Yeah, there, a C- cue the harbor <laughs> bell sound now. <laughs> um, but you're a visual artist as well. Yes. Um, so, sure. I, I've made... Um, I had a series of work a few years ago that were collages that were kind of reimagining the... Uh, there was this magazine called Holiday Magazine that was popular in the in the 50s and the sort of height of the tourism industry coming out of World War II. And I made these um, very meticulously cut um, images from the advertisements that I would then kind of combine them with other elements of travel. So I had this series called The Case Studies, which are these people where I, I put suitcases on their heads. <laughs> Beautiful. They're pristine. Yeah, And thanks. funny. They have some <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they have some, which is a balance to the drawings that I do, which are very meticulous, and they take um, sometimes a considerable amount of time, and they're just tiny circles or points and that um, sort of fill different spaces of uh, the play between the white space and the positive space. They're tiny, and they look like dots almost, but often they're tiny little circles that sort of bump up next to each other. Uh, you told me one time that each circle was like an intention or like a prayer yeah. almost. Yeah, each. I, I try. Yeah. It's um, like any practice. It can be aspirational at times where the goal was always to make a mark and put the intention behind every mark and then 
for the next mark to have that mark be in relationship to the previous mark and the mark that was going to come up next so that you're building a kind of um, white noise where each element is in relationship to each other but each element is also fully independent wonderful yeah there's i think that's always the case uh, you know you can really tell the um the truth of the art is in the original intent so as a mark is made the intent of the mark is what comes through or doesn't come through and the truth of the art is found in that i i think yeah and it when when you don't hit that mark it's uh, i'm interested in that play as well where you know i go through phases where um just kind of going through the motions and then later I look back and I see yeah that's that's what was happening there and so it's not just always being able to be in that moment which is very hard to stay um, intentional every moment of the day but that relationship between being in the moment and coming out of it I think is um, an interesting place to uh, interesting not conflict but those two being in relationship with each other and it's like being in control and then being out of control a little bit like mm-hmm. you want to control the art but then it's got to take on a life of its own at some point and yeah sort of control itself and you're just sort of watching almost yeah it has to be able to breathe yep yep hmm. that's good man thanks yeah I, I agree with that completely i under, completely understand and what's interesting is as father and son we have so many similarities like dna wise but we have very um because of experiences or whatever we have a, a lot of uh different um views in the world or in in like art and things like that like i'm very like old-fashioned realist kind of guy and you're more conceptual and minimal mm. and how um those two things uh coexist in a in a happy world <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I, I often tell the story of um the first time that i saw duchamp's bride strip bear in the philadelphia museum of art and it radically changed my perception of what art could be because growing up and you know this is not a slight against being a realist painter in any capacity but your influences were more traditional and, and more painting and so to see something that wasn't a painting and and kind of making that initial leap into understanding that you know it could be abstract it could be on glass it could be shattered and something that was then put back together that it kind of built upon the tradition of fine art and expanded it for something that began to resonate more with me because i could never paint (laughs) the way that that you paint It, it isn't in my um abilities innate abilities or learned abilities and so i've built upon that and and sort of attempted throughout my career to follow conceptual strands that um, can expand my own personal understanding as as well as in within a larger sense you were the only one of the only children i've ever known at least in our household but that that didn't go through a phase of drawing realistic things i mean (laughs) every kid would draw a face or you know a person or a stick person or something you would just just be drawing circles you know abstract shapes (laughs) beautiful abstract shapes i still have some of those early pieces but love those um, but you always loved the Cy Twombly room at the Philadelphia Museum like uh-huh. I would go and, and that's where you always want to went uh, where you yeah. would always want to go and where your, a lot of your early pieces sort of reflected that I think yeah I was definitely influenced a lot by Cy Twombly's work and some of the first drawings that I started doing coming out of thinking about um, if I were to make visual work and this was gosh I guess maybe 15 years ago um, where where would be a jumping off point? And then Cy Twombly and Basquiat were two huge influences, and the the kind of 
um, a- abstract notion of mark making and how energy could be read through marks was something that I was initially really drawn towards. Um, again, because it requires a different kind of connection to an internal state, not necessarily um, only explicitly uh, skill, which I do not always have um, innately, but just that connection to raw movement and energy. But yeah, but you have extreme like eye-hand coordination, and you know you, you use it in a way to express the feelings that you're having. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love you, love your music, love everything you do, love your art. And Thank I'm you. So proud of you. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. And um, just really, uh, I'm so appreciative of you and for what you do. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Yep. Happy for you to be here. Thanks. thanks. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thank you. And so let's uh, let's hear some more music, okay? And then All we'll right. see you at the end of the show. All right. Bo Bartlett here with Man Bartlett, and you are listening to The Art House on 88.5. And we just heard Eagle Eye Cherry's Save Tonight, a wonderful pop song, which you may remember from the late 90s. And before that, we actually heard his father, Don Cherry. Great choices, man. Thank you. (laughs) Um, We've had a great playlist today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll give a complete rundown in a second. I just want to really thank Matthew Moon for putting the show together there in the studio at Ninth and Broadway in Columbus, Georgia, and man, straight from New York, on the island in Maine. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me, Dad. Love you, man. Love you, Dad. And let's go back to the beginning. We heard The Green Heron by Andrew Bird under the intro. And then we heard Song to the Siren by Tim Buckley. And then his son, Jeff Buckley, with Morning Theft. Then we heard 500 Miles by Roseanne Cash. And then by her father, Johnny Cash, Redemption Song. And then we heard 400 Years by Bob Marley and the Wailers. And then Love is My Religion by Ziggy Marley. Behind the story with Man Bartlett, we heard Light Sail by Man Bartlett. And then we heard A Day in the Life by The Beals. And then by Yoko Ono, Mrs. Lennon. And then A Monster in Paris by Sean Lennon, her son. And then we heard Don Cherry and Eagle Eye Cherry. Going out, we'll hear The Beatles trying to strike the final chord from A Day in the Life with Last Chord. We appreciate you being with us today. We hope you'll have a great day and a great weekend. Hope you'll get out and see some art, go to the Bo Bartlett Center or the Columbus Museum, and I hope you'll get a chance to make some art. Get in your studio or go outside and make some art. Let's make this world a better place. Thanks for listening today. See you right back here next week. Love and light, y'all.